This episode is brought to you by Auth0. That's Auth0.com. In this episode, we have the head of product for Rollout.io, Erez Rozowski. One plus one equals three. What is a tech scene like in San Francisco versus Tel Aviv? Building feature flags and fearing big cups. Welcome to Thunder Nerds. I'm Brian Hinson. I'm Sarah Veslov. And I'm Frederick Philip von Weiss. And thank you so much for consuming the Thunder Nerds, a conversation with the people behind the technology that love what they do and do tech good. good. Ah, bam. Welcome to the show, everyone. Ah. Brian, kick us off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd like to thank our uh, the season sponsor, Auth0. Uh, there, thank you so much for sponsoring us, and they care all about identity. I care about identity too because it's my identity, and I don't want anyone else to have it. Um, they make it super easy for developers to set up authentication, uh, and they have some incredible documentation and SDKs available for a wide range of technologies and frameworks. Actually, I personally tested their Quick Start SDK for project I'm working on, and I had a working login in 10 minutes. Uh, and they have a really generous free tier uh, to help you get you get started to try it out. Go to auth0.com today. And Sarah? Yeah, so uh, my job is to say subscribe to the show. That's all, no, 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 seriously, no. <laughs> Go find us on YouTube. Done. Done, yeah. I like to keep things light, man. Just brevity is important. Uh, but no, seriously, if you want to be able to know when something's going to be on live um, and throw your questions in live during, during the show and actually throw us all off and, and make us sweat a little bit, um, you need to subscribe to do that. So go ahead. Mostly Frederick. Yeah. yeah, possibly. And also uh, live chat us during the show. We're, we're answering questions all through this. So go ahead and uh, chat us up. So with all that being said, and without any further ado, let's go ahead and welcome our guest. We have CEO and co-founder at Rollout.io, Aries Rozvalski. Welcome to the show. You got it. You got it. Hi, everybody. Thanks for having me. Um, just a quick correction. I was the Rollout CEO and co-founder. Now I lead the product inside Cloudies, which acquired Rollout. Just a, yeah, quick thing. Yeah. So why don't you tell us about that? So you got acquired what year? Um, last year, I think it was almost a year ago, June 2019. So that, yeah, almost a year ago. So what did that look like? Doing business as normal or were you outright trying to get acquired? How did that happen? Yeah. So it's a good question. Uh, I think we were doing business as normal, you know, startups is never easy. So, you know, it, it, I, I wouldn't say that we had like a smooth sailing all along, but, uh, but we were doing business as usual, got to a conversation with Cloudbees about some partnership. And then at one point, um, and, and I'm sure we're going to go into the, what they do, what we did. Um, uh, and then, you know, the partnership kind of moved on. And then at one point it, it made a lot of sense for one plus one equals three kind of uh, move. Uh, and so they approached us. We said initially no. Uh, and then they kind of, you know, made a better offer, as they say. <laughs> and eventually, you know, uh, but but I, I, I would say this, that uh, an acquisition is very a violent experience to anybody, both after joining, but also the experience itself. It's never easy. There's many stakeholders. Everybody wants a different thing. And so, you know, 
it wasn't easy, but you know, I'm happy that we've done it. I think uh, you know, both companies kind of have the same pretty much mission, and you know, it, it made sense for two companies to join forces. I can't believe you said it's it, it's a it's a classic one plus one equals three. Like I can't. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think I think I've talked to a lot of reporters uh, at one point, so I I kind of that was my my pitch and so when freddie asked me that you know that yeah <laughs> just like went right into it sorry for for those who are watching the show um arez and i worked together uh at cloudbees um i was actually the product designer dedicated to uh roll out when the acquisition happened um i had so much fun working with him and yeah. and they all but one of the funny things was the sense of humor and the ridiculousness and so one of the big <laughs> big things that we talked about was during the acquisition you know, Arez did a lot of the talking, you know, because he's CEO and, and there's a, there's a saying in, in Israel of, of one plus one equals three. Um, we don't have that saying here. Um, one plus one equals three is like, that it's something that doesn't make sense. Um, what do you mean it doesn't make sense? It doesn't it make sense. sense. What was what? So did AL <laughs> not tell you this? This was like a big joke with all of us. We'd be, we'd be like, yeah, it's a classic one plus one equals three. And <laughs> first, first time I'm hearing this. <laughs> anyway, I'm so glad to hear that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So can you tell us what one plus one equals three means? Yes, of course. It means that you have... Um, you know, that you join two things that each of them has a certain value separately, but then when you join them together, they are actually worth more. So instead of one of them equals two, they are now equal three. Ba-bam. Does that make sense to you guys? Wait, hey. Yeah, it does. I, it I, I'm I think it makes perfect sense. Sarah. I love that saying. I, I think the go. problem is with the United States, uh, or at least in my experience, that that's kind of like a, sounds like a, like a kitty kid joke. Like little kids would say, ha ha, one plus one, you can say, but like, <laughs> I got it. I, 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 but I, I do see the value in what you're saying. It totally yeah. makes sense. Uh, I, I like it and I'll probably start, start using it. I, I hope so. I really like it. Oh, yeah. yeah. I really like it too. So. I hope you're not making fun of me, but. No, I no. I believe you. No, it was, it was heartwarming. I was like, oh, I can't believe it. You said it. One plus one equals three. <laughs> <laughs> Memories, right? It was. This is going to be a trip down memory lane for me. Um, Why don't we take a trip down memory lane? What what was rollout? So um, it's it's a good it's a good question. So rollout started um, with you know we're, we're all technical, right? So you know we had we saw a problem around uh, mobile software delivery uh, and how on mobile delivery cycles are very long because it's essentially a download application that as a developer you have to send that to the app store they have to approve it and then the, the you know users download that to the phone either automatically or manually and so if i'm a developer and i have a bug in production on my client side on my mobile application you know i'm stuck with it there's nothing i could do um, until i get the new version out and so we saw this time and time over again how mobile teams are suffering from that and we created a very novel solution that essentially allows iOS and Android teams that are doing native uh, development to actually patch their uh, application without releasing a new version to the App Store. Um, and we, we, we essentially gave them code level access remotely. And so you can actually swap uh, methods or functions remotely. Um, and so that's how Wallet started, but it's not how Wallet ended. Can you guess what happened? Hint? I maybe? think something rolled out. <laughs> yes, yes, but what rolled out? 
I'm going to say one thing and then another thing. And they came together <laughs> and they equal, well, uh, you know that. So, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, okay. So um, at one point, I mean, it was, uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> um, so it, it started, it was great. We had some nice traction. We, we got to a point where we supported but almost 100 million monthly active devices. And we had some brand names like, you know, Yahoo and Musical.ly, which turned into TikTok. And, you know, and, um, and we got a lot of love from the developer community in that sense. But then uh, there was always that risk factor that one of the platforms themselves, Apple or Google, and mostly Apple, would say, hey, 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 that's not cool with us. You're, you're by bypassing our you know, controls over here. Uh, and essentially, that's what happened. So April 2017, uh, you know, we, we started getting emails from our customers saying, hey, you know, Apple reached out to us uh, saying we're using some third party SDK that you know, is doing some illegal stuff. Uh, is it you guys? And of course, we said no. Uh, and, and, uh, and, but, but then, you know, it was one customer, I think it was uh, Jet, Jet.com, which was about my Walmart. They were the first to send us an email then, you know, everybody else sent us that email. And so we were saying, oh my God, you know. <laughs> so, so, that, so, you know, we, we went from a bunch of customers and I think some revenue to basically zero on everything in a matter of month, in a matter of one month. And, uh, you know, and at that point, you know, that was, uh, yeah, that was, so, so we had to transition, right? And that's, that's the moment in time where Rollout uh, transitioned to what we did eventually and got sold eventually for, which is uh, feature flags or feature management. You're familiar with the concept. Um, are you? Predict? Brian? I was muted. Yeah, yeah definitely. It's, it's interesting that you went that way. Like, how did your customer base react? Did you retain your customer base? Or, I mean, did you, it sounds to me like you gained people from that uh, pivot. Well, we, so it's, a, it's, a, it's an interesting point. Um, so we already started looking at uh, feature flags or feature management uh, when we were doing the previous product because we felt that some of the, you know, that, that patching idea was kind of hard to um, digest. Uh, you know, it's nice if you have a bug in production, but if we, we've seen a lot of use cases where people will just, you know, trying to flip a switch between if a feature is on or off uh, when they were using a, a hot patching product. And so we, and keep in mind that we were setting only to mobile engineering. And one of the things that we've discovered is that from a standpoint of a, of a, of a company, that's kind of a tiny market or it's a small market. It's not a big of, of a market as we initially thought it is. Um, and if you, if you think about companies that have done very well just selling to mobile engineering teams, you won't find a lot of them or, or at all. Um, and, so, and so we wanted at that point to already move away from just selling to mobile teams. And so feature flags is very holistic. It's of course all the engineering, um, you know, it doesn't matter if you're mobile or backend and frontend, uh, people are leveraging that technique and that capability uh, for, you know, various things. Um, and so we already were in the uh, beta phase of developing that capability. Um, and so when, you know, thing with Apple happened, we said, hey, let's, you know, lemon to lemonade, let's use this. Uh, we got a lot of like news coverage. I mean, you know, tech news coverage we on CNN.com, but, that, you, know, hack, you know, hacker news and stuff like that. So we got, so we said, okay, let's just, you know, go with a beta version of the feature flag product. Uh, and, and then just, again, lemon to lemonade, um, not one plus one equals three. So, uh, 
um, and so uh, and so we turned. I think there was a few customers that transitioned with us because we were already kind of beta testing with them. But essentially, we went back to square one. Uh, and keep in mind that we were like, you know, I think seventeen people at the time. We had a burn rate. We were, you know, it, it wasn't it wasn't a fun experience uh, to, whatsoever to to have. Um, but we transitioned and uh, we, you know, we created that feature management. And, and just so to anybody who doesn't know, and maybe a lot of you know, the viewers don't know, uh, feature flags, uh, the concept is essentially an old engineering technique to basically gate uh, some of the features in the code with an if and else statement and essentially give uh, the team, the engineering team, the product team, the ability to turn off and on features remotely in production, so post-deployment. Um, has many values, um, and all of the big tech companies—Facebook, Google, Uber, Net, you know, Netflix—they're using this. There's not a single line of code that is not gated uh, behind feature flags, uh, and this is a, you know something that is basically getting more traction uh, as we speak, and more and more companies are, are leveraging that capability. Um, Do you mind if I ask you a quick question, just uh, relevant to what you just said, um, for somebody that? is just hearing this concept for the first time and that sparks something in their head like, oh man, I really need to do this for my company. What would you tell them is like the entry point? How do you, how does one get started doing something like that? Just, just a quick like thought on that. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's a good, it's a good question. I think uh, usually it starts with the engineering team. I think uh, so. So if you go back to this, like what are the values of, of feature flags, right? So there's like three main value points, right? One of them is, uh, deployment safety. So, you know, you want to avoid that emergency release at the middle of the night because you broke something. So if you have feature flags and, and something is breaking, just turn that feature off remotely. Avoid that emergency release. You don't have fix that on the next version release when you're not under pressure, right? So that's, that's one use case and that's very um, um, reactive. You could be more proactive and say, hey, you know what, that feature, I'm not so sure about this. Let me gradually roll this to, to some to subset of my user base. So maybe 10%, maybe you know, uh, just people in the US, maybe just people that are beta users or alpha users. So again, on the safety side, but just this is proactive. I'm gradually deploying this feature to everybody. So that's, that's one use case. The other use case is uh, uh, deployment velocity. Uh, so that means, um, you know, as an again engineering team, I want to get some predictability into my release cycle. So you know, I don't want late stage QA bugs to stop me. Um, so again, feature flags. You, you find a bug, late stage QA, turn that feature off, continue with your release cycle, fix that bug later, and then you know have another release. Or things like testing in production, where you you test features on live traffic, um, but just a subset of that. Uh, and then the last use case is the ability to do uh, to get that feedback loop going. So, um, you know, you open the feature to a subset of the user base, you get feedback either uh, qualitative or quantitative, meaning, you know, qu quantitative is essentially another word for A-B testing or experimentation, uh, but you're essentially measuring the impact of that feature on your business KPIs. Uh, and then you decide if you want to roll this to everybody else or it's not safe as you figure and, and you need to roll this back uh, and fix some stuff. So the, these are kind of the values. Um, and I think um, what we've seen normally is that usually it starts with the safety and speed around engineering. Um, I, I would say this, I have seen a lot of homegrown solution in the States. Uh, I think most companies start with a homegrown solution because, you know, it's essentially in the code base, it's an if statement. 
it's an if statement around a piece of code and then a configuration file that essentially decides if it's on or off. Um, I, I wouldn't go that way because I think it, it gets complicated very, very fast. And then you have kind of developers editing this configuration file somewhere and nobody knows, you know, what's the status. So I would find a third party feature management feature flagging solution. And that's where I would get started. Uh, do, do you um, mind, uh, I'm sorry to interject again, but could you yeah, go ahead. Get like two or three of those services? Yeah. Yeah, so of course I'm gonna mention Rollout, which is now Rollout CloudBees. Uh, and then there's also uh, another company called LaunchDarkly, um, another company called Split.io. These are probably the, the three um, leading companies in the space. Um, but, but just to, to maybe finish that thought around getting started, uh, the, the only thing I mentioned around this is that it's very easy to get started. Um, you know, you, you don't have to go all in. So you could start with one feature and say, hey, I want to gate this behind a feature flag. Boom, done. Uh, and then as you mature and as you progress, you can add more feature flags and then have, you know, kind of um, go into a situation where everything is gated behind feature flags. You, you get maximum. Yeah, and for like the everyday person, the, an easy way to actually see something like that is like Chrome. Chrome flags. Yeah. Gate example. Yeah. So th this is a great example of, of feature flags that have been externalized and provided to the end customer where they could actually turn things on and off for themselves. Um, and, and that's a use case. We're, we're not do, doing that at all, but, but that's a, a very common use case that we've seen. No, I, I'm curious, what, is, uh, what does Rollout actually provide for the developers to, to make this easier yeah. for them? Yeah, so there's, there's SDKs across many languages, all the way from mobile to front-end web to, to back-end languages. Um, and then the SDKs basically have a set of APIs where you use okay. them to get the future flags. And then the, the, there's the segmentation component. So I want to deploy just to buy or just to Frederick or just to sell, maybe just to people in the US. Uh, so you want to be able to do that. Uh, and then also there's the control dashboard that allows you to, you know, control these deployments and create these custom rules around deployments and, you know, gain visibility into the usage uh, and, uh, you know, move between environments so that, you know, pretty much the management component. So I imagine then you got to this point and you were probably, you know, you launched the, I don't know if you were still an MVP uh, or if you were more along the line before you started um, getting um, interest uh, from the bees, but I'm sure you you had this good luck charm that came into your office one day named Sarah and everything just started to illuminate and all the good luck started pouring in after that. Is I that how it went? Bees. No, I came with the bees. Oh, you <laughs> came she, with the bees. Yeah. It was part of the oh, swarm. Oh, yeah. part of the swarm. Was, gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. She's shown you her book. She's got a book. Did you know oh my God, shut up. Yeah. I don't you? know if you've seen it before. It's called Building Design Systems. Where does it say Sarah? I see Sarah Vassilov. Sarah Vassilov. Wow. Yeah, she actually signed ah. my book. She'll, she'll sign wow. the book for you. Yeah, I got uh, right right here to Frederick Withilov, Sarah Vassilov, XOXO. Mm -hmm. Pretty nice. I, I, I'm going to put this back on my bookshelf right over here. <laughs> Unbelievable. Unbelievable. You know, this is, you know, it's funny you never told me you have a, you have a when did you write this book? You didn't know I wrote a book. <laughs> I, 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 I had no idea, freaking idea. I, you know, you've well, never this mentioned this. Sarah Vesovov. Uh, this is the book you're talking about, right? And, and, and who? And not just Sarah wrote it. And exactly. Tori. And Tori Davis. 
Very important okay. person. Yeah. Very important. We'll, we'll link that episode of uh, the book uh, where hey. we talk to Tori and Sarah oh, on, yeah. Uh, yeah. In, in the show notes. For everyone. Yeah. Can, I, can I get a copy? Sign uh, yeah, one? Sarah will send you a copy and sign it. Yeah, go to Amazon and click buy. No, and- come on. <laughs> no, Sarah will send you a copy. She's just joking. I only have one left. <laughs> You only have one of your own books left? Yeah, I didn't. I didn't really buy that she many. She sold. I mean. She sold like crazy. That's oh, that's crazy. true. They all sold out. That's I'd true. imagine so. I'm gonna put this back yeah. on my shelf. I, they sold. I hate <laughs> you so much. I hate you. No, <laughs> Res and I met at, at Club Bees. Yeah. Um, she came. At, she came with the bees. I did. I, I came with the bees, but uh, I, I was super excited about the show because working with the Res and and Al, who is not here, sadly. She's not. Um, but uh, Al is freaking hilarious. So it was a great time. It was it was a really good time. Um, I found it really interesting. First, I think the hardest thing for me and for a lot of people is um, getting the names right because they both begin with E. And for some reason, people in America like cannot handle this. Um, uh, okay. <laughs> so. now, now, I have to tell you, sir, don't feel bad. A lot of people at all cannot handle this until, uh, you know, I think I, yeah, there was a lady who used to work with, with us for like, she was like the COO of the company. And, you know, and she kept calling me a y'all all the time. And that's, yeah, you know, like for years, until yeah. maybe to bit, you know, it, it's confusing. Yeah, yeah. So that was the first thing to get over was, was how confusing it was. And then for me, I immediately like, I don't know, I just felt like I clicked, like I totally got on their wavelength. It took me yeah. no time at all to yell at them in meetings and feel no, not bad about it at all. Um. <laughs> No, and Sarah is a yelling person, so you know. she's mean, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. she's mean. We all know. Hey, I, 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 I wouldn't say I wouldn't say mean, but I, I would say yelling. <laughs> I'm stern. I'm a very stern person, you know. Yes. Sarah's not so, mean. I'm just kidding. She's she's only made Frederick cry like two or three times. Think two or three times, yeah. Yeah, several. Uh, I would say several. I would employ that word. But so I was lucky enough to actually travel to Tel Aviv and spend a whole week um, with the team there. Um, Arez was not there. Yeah, I wasn't. But I was there with Al, and the, I think one of the greatest things was I learned that Al and Arez have known each other for a very, very long time, um, since like kindergarten. Yeah, even he was like a neighbor, like across the street. Yeah. So, so I, I'm originally Israeli. Al, which was my co-founder, he's also Israeli as you could imagine, uh, and uh, we both grew in a suburb next to Haifa. Uh, but then, you know, at one point uh, when we started the company, the company was started in Tel Aviv. Uh, and then when the company started to go, I moved to San Francisco because that's where everything is happening. Yeah. And I just, yeah. Um, so, um, and they all stayed with the engineering in Israel and that's very common for Israeli companies. Um, uh, but yeah, but so. Yeah. It, it was just one of those things like I, I just, you know, and so there were so many stories where we just, you know, made fun of you endlessly. <laughs> over, I can imagine. Over I can hummus, imagine. Uh, and <laughs> but yeah, it was, it was pretty amazing. But, um, but no, I thought that was really, really cool. Um, and I'm actually interested. Um, and I don't want to move away from rollout. We can t- definitely talk about that more, but um, super interested in the differences that you see between the tech scene in Tel Aviv and the tech scene in San Francisco since you've been in both places. I know the things that I saw, but you even more so, I think you'd have a better perspective because you're, you've lived. In yeah. Both yeah, no, but it's interesting to hear you as well. I don't, I don't think we've talked about this. No, um, I don't think we have. Yeah. Yeah. So I think, um, you know, Tel Aviv is, is first of all, is, is, a, is a tech hub, right? It's, uh, it's like, it's time to be the San Francisco, right? It's time to be, I mean, everybody's time to be the San Francisco in terms of tech, but, but you know, Tel Aviv is one of these places there's, there's a, a dense population and everybody is startups oriented, right? 
Um, I think, you know, big differences is that uh, the US and specifically San Francisco is much more B2C oriented. So there's a lot of, you know, great companies that are B2C that are super successful. You'd find in Israel much more B2B, much more, um, you know, security related companies, a lot of security related companies. I, I think, you know, the, the entire movement in Israel of the tech scene started from a lot of these, you know, kids finishing the army, uh, being positioned in very, uh, you know, in, in all kinds of units that do security and then say, this is a great idea for a company. And so you, you'd find a lot of, uh, of that in Israel. And I think in Israel, they, you know, they value more the engineering aspect of a startup. So you, you are coming with this brilliant engineering idea, whereas U.S. is much more oriented to the business side, and to the growth, to the revenue. And, you know, so, that, so that's kind of it. So Israel is coming along. I mean, there's a few good, interesting, big Israeli companies that are more consumer-oriented. Um, um, but, uh, but that would be kind of the biggest difference that I would say, uh, you know. But I wonder, Sarah, what yeah. have you seen? I, I was, I, I, go ahead. Go ahead no, you go. No. Uh, I was going to say is that is that uh, it's funny you said about you know girl or tech oriented because every time I see some new like technology come out, it seems like it's coming from Tel Aviv, you know, and yeah. AMD yeah. there. It's it's interesting. Yeah. Or For R&D, me, rather. Yeah, I was like A and D. What is A and D? So <laughs> I'm just going to like smooth over that. Like yeah, A and D. But. Uh, the interesting thing for me, I mean, definitely I agree with, with all of that. I think those are some, some major things. For me, I think it was the cultural difference. Um, one of the reasons why I like to work remote is that I'm not really comfortable in San Francisco. Not that I don't like San Francisco and the people that work there. It's fine. Um, but it is very... It, all right. So it, <laughs> you hear the way she said like, it's fine. That's a disclaimer. Um, what I what I don't like is is everyone there is this is just my experience inside of companies and being there people are very upbeat and happy and everything's going to be fine and everything's going to be okay and it's too much for Sarah no it's it's not real it's not real things are not always going to be okay things are not always going to be fine and there's this kind of strange like, yeah, bubble of San Francisco that people seem to live in, or at least these companies, not the people, because the people are, people are awesome everywhere. People are people, yeah. People are people. But what I found in, in Tel Aviv, it was much more of a, it was this, uh, this realistic view of what's possible and what could happen. And so you can be in this conversation and, and, and really talk about, um, is this even really a good idea? Is, is this going to happen or not? People aren't blowing smoke up your ass 24-7 in Tel Aviv. It, it's very, like, real, a little bit pessimistic, um, you know, like, trying to shoot holes in something before you go too far along with it. But at the end of the day, this kind of, like, can-do attitude of, like, I don't know how to describe it. Um, we did this really cool thing. I don't know if you know this, uh, while we were there, we did a kind of overview of, um, Israeli culture, like the differences between American culture and Israeli culture. And they started going down this list of like, how do we do things differently here than people do in America? And one of them was being very frank and upfront um, and, and all. And they started taking all of these boxes. And at the end, uh, 
they were like, so, you know, what did you, what did you learn about Israeli culture and, and American culture? And I'm like, I learned that I'm Israeli. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's it. <laughs> yeah. And it was weird because the first letter of every sentence actually spelled out Sarah's name. It totally did. It totally did. Yeah. <laughs> but no, there's, it remind you know what? It reminds me of a lot of Boston. Like it's a very um, fast paced, um, like at two in the morning, I had to walk to a bus at two in the morning in Tel Aviv and I felt perfectly fine. Like there was yeah. people everywhere just walking around. There's just this strange vibe about the city that I really, really like. Yeah, no, I think I think that's uh, that's one of the things I miss the most. Uh, you know, um, you know, San Francisco is great, and I love it. Um, you know, weed is you know everywhere, uh, but no, but uh, but um, but aside from that, it's a it's a great city, and, and it has a good vibe um, to it. Um, but but you know, like it shuts down at night. You, you go after ten p.m., and I'm talking pre-coronavirus days. You know, it's it just dead. Um, and uh, in Tel Aviv, yeah, it's to Sarah's point, I, I walk around 3 a.m. and I see, you know, 16-year-old uh, girls on scooters going yes. somewhere. Yes. And, uh, you know, and they, and they, and they, nobody's scared and nobody's afraid for, you know, that something's bad is going to happen. So that, that, that's, that, that's, I miss that part. And I wish Except it right now. <laughs> <laughs> Except right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh, for the foreseeable future. Um, yeah. Kind of depressing. Uh, no, no, um, yeah. we're all happy. We're all happy. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're Francisco. in San Francisco. You're all happy. Yep. There's nothing wrong. Everything's <laughs> going to be fine. Yeah, but, but I think the point, the point about San Francisco, everybody's happy. I think there's a bunch of very successful companies over here. You know, the Uber, the Lyfts, the Airbnbs, the Stripes, all of these companies, the Facebook, the Googles. And so these companies are very mission-driven and they're very successful, right? And these, you know, the employees are getting pumped day after day. You know, they drink the Kool-Aid. That's the mission. That's the vision. And so, you know, th that, that affects, you know, and, and so everybody has this happy face to them. Um, but I think uh, if you talk to the... <laughs> If you talk to like the startups, you know, in the trenches, you would hear the bad stories. You would hear people, you know, because startups are, are you know, got them hard. We all know this. I know. And I'm so, in one. Yeah. Yeah. So and that's what I love about the one I'm in. Is like everyone's like, yeah, no, it's not a yeah. No. no so yeah. <laughs> so so you you the, the place you are in now. It seems like again from the outside, it seems everybody's down to earth. Everybody knows, you know, yeah. these, you know, it's, it's we're gonna eat a lot of shit. And you know it's gonna be fine. We're gonna make yeah. it. But yep. I, Everybody I gets want, sandwiches. Yeah. I want to point. I want to. I want to ask Sarah a question just to point out something funny to the listeners. What's the name of the company you're working for now? Oh, shut up. Come on. <sighs> Honeycomb. <laughs> and, and she worked at Cloudbees before. So yes. it's like this thing she's doing. Yes. There's something going on. Someone there. So I'm when I went to, to San Francisco to do my, I think it was my on-site, my first week. Um, I met up with a res. She dumps me in the middle of. Where did you send me? Some horrible area of San Francisco um, <laughs> where I did fear for my life um, to take me out for a drink. And he wouldn't tell me where. And I just knew, I knew, where was it? It was the honeybee or something? No, like it was called the beehive. The beehive, yeah. <laughs> so Perfect. I have a picture of him like at the beehive uh, from the last time I died. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, we didn't. Um... Uh, Aries, we didn't really uh, talk about uh, what what exactly now you're doing at, at at the B since we're talking about it. Like, 
you, you got acquired. Are you still like, what do you do? What's your day to day? What's your title? What does that look like? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I did the, the product of, of all up the feature management product, the director of product. Um, and you know, we kept that the team and essentially Cloudbees that acquired all out, you know, they saw a strategic value in, the, uh, integrating feature flags into the, you know, to the other product. So, I mean, it's still a standalone product, which we are selling. Um, and, Again, it was a very strategic decision by Cloudbees. They have a huge user base. We're selling into that user base. We've tripled the customer base, the revenue. Uh, we're going the team. So on that front, it's great. Um, uh, you know, it's you know the transition f for me was somewhat. Again, I, I think it's for every entrepreneur in that sense. It's very violent because at the end, I was the CEO of the company, and I, the, uh, the view was very broad. And now you enter into this bigger company with, you know, millions upon millions in revenue and, uh, you know, the, the position is now narrow and I'm focusing on the product. So, so it's a much more, you know, it, it's a transition and it's not an easy transition, at least for me. Um, but, but, you know, I'm happy with it. I'm, I'm, I'm I, I, you know, I'm good with it. Have you learned a lot? Uh, a lot. Yeah, I'm, I'm learning. I'm, I can. Yeah, I've learned a lot. I think, uh, you know, by the way, by the way, I don't know if you know this, but Eugenia left. So, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a complete. Yeah, but it's. Oh, my God. Story. You and I need to talk about that at some point. Like, you got yeah, my number. Yeah, yeah. I know you yeah, don't yeah. talk on the phone, but text me. <laughs> no, I can talk on the phone. <laughs> That's all I have left to do. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Yeah, yeah we go can ahead, kind of transition into that like a little bit. What's it like we're in San Francisco right now at, in the current state of things? So I think um, um, San Francisco was one of the first U.S. Uh, you know cities or California as a whole or country uh, states to to kind of say, okay, this is serious shit. Let's let's quarantine. So I'm in like in the house for like the past. Uh, two weeks, I think, maybe. I, I lost track of time. I'm in my pajamas, as you can maybe see. Um, nice. I have a <laughs> <laughs> For the audio listeners, go for, back and look. Yeah. You can see the yeah. pajamas. Yeah, it's like a negligee. It's brilliant. It looks like silk. It's nice. <laughs> it's, not, it's not silk, but I'm, I'm slowly It's definitely silk. Go, come, go back and look. Hey, brother, it's not silk. <laughs> but no, I'm, I'm, I, I think, I think my, 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 uh, my idol is, is transitioned to the um, big Lebowski look. You know, I need, <laughs> yes. so, so, so I need to buy a bowling You need a white Russian. Yeah. You, you need, need the rug that Russian. pulls the room together. I have There was a, there was you a want, rug. You, was right do you got, do you want to see the rug? <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Um, I, I, we would uh, love a uh, whole tour yeah. around your house oh, if you can. Rug. Oh, well, yeah. you know, I'm a, I'm afraid I'm afraid the tool would would uh, have you meet my kids, uh, and that would not, you know. I mean, it's nice, but you know, I I, I had enough of them. Be a little too personal. Got it. <laughs> had enough of them. Jeez, man. Hey, this that doesn't it. sound like San Francisco to me. No, it doesn't. <laughs> well, well, you know, I'm Israeli. You know, I, yeah. What can I say? I, I uh, but no, but 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 uh, you know, so San Francisco. I mean, again, a lot of running people. So you go on the streets. It's like you know, the running man. It's like you know, everybody's running or taking their taking the dog for a walk. Uh, from you know, like, like the fifth or tenth time, um, but it's um, but it's you know I don't know it's I think like any other places that is quarantine man it's I think it's all we're, you know a lot of Zoom, a lot of Slack. Um, there's a new app that I'm using now called House Party, which is like a video chat that you oh. know 
the, the group chat, which is nice. Uh, yeah. Just I uh, yeah, I just uh, I was uh, on a family call with my grandmother, which she's like turned ninety four. Is it? She's in New York City. That's that's stupid. Oh, that's where that's where she is. Uh, so so we you know yeah. all of us talk to her. Um, yeah, I guess you know. I don't know. How's it for you guys? Where are you guys? And then are you? I mean, it sounds like Sarah is going to cafes. So I'm not sure. It's my cafe. <laughs> it's, it's her cafe. My cafe. <laughs> we're turning cafe. So yeah, we're, uh, we're in the Florida, and unfortunately, from what I understand, there's a lot of people coming down from the tri-state area um, oh. since it's so bad there, uh, coming to Florida unchecked. So it, things are getting slightly bad here in some areas. Yeah. Luckily, our governor is like taking swift action. Shut up. He is not. No. <laughs> I know. Yeah, that, that was a sarcasm. That was sarcasm. <laughs> yeah, it, it's, yeah, it's, it's kind of uh, yeah. scary. What about, yeah. um, um, Erez, what about totally it at better. home? How, how's, how's it going over there? Like as, as far as uh, across the sea? What's it like? Oh, so, so yeah, it's, it's a good question. Um, I, I, I think, so I, I you know, I have a bunch of family and friends in Israel, so I was always uh, kind of influenced by the Israeli media, uh, you know, kind of my Facebook feed and stuff. So in Israel, they were much more, uh, not, not crazy, but just much more concerned constantly about the, the China situation and the Italy situation. And so they, they seem to have taken drastic measures much way faster than the U.S. The U.S. was slow to react on that front. Um, and so, um, you know, everybody's in lockdown. It's the same, same, even they have even stricter lockdown so that you're not even supposed, like you're not supposed to run outside. You're not supposed, I don't know what you do with dog, but you, know, you get fined if you go outside. Now, one thing you should know, Israelis, like the culture, and I'm sure kind of to go back to what Sarah mentioned, are not very, not very, obedience in terms of like a civil you know so i'm sure people are out um but i i feel that in the u.s people would much you know would hear kind of the instruction and, and kind of keep them um but yeah in israel everybody's in lockdown same thing uh i think uh, like any other place in the world you you worry about your parents which are suddenly in this risk yeah. factor group or your grandparents um but yeah everybody's waiting for to see what's gonna go on i, I think yeah I mean, uh, have you have you changed anything from your day to day? I mean, obviously, you know, you're not leaving, but is there anything uh, new that's going on that, like, you're like, oh, I kind of, uh, I'm enjoying this now, like that. I, yeah. So uh, yeah, I've I mentioned my pajamas. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, yeah. So Cloudbees, by the way, I haven't mentioned this, but Cloudbees is a company that is fully remote, right? They have a few offices, yeah. but it, but it's a fully remote company. So I was already working from home mostly. Uh, but I miss my coffee places where I used mm. to sit down and, and pretty much do that thing. Um, 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 you know, so that's, um, that's, you know, I spend time with the kids, which is nice and not nice. <laughs> uh, forced forced uh, quality time. <laughs> yeah, forced. I'm losing track. I'm, I'm like an old person. I'm losing track of the days. I could say, hey, is today Saturday? Um, yeah. <laughs> so that's happening. I'm not sure. It is. Yeah. <laughs> no, it is not. <laughs> it is not, man. It's right? Friday. No, it's not Friday. Tomorrow no, it's Wednesday. Friday. It's Wednesday. Yeah. It's Wednesday. Come on, guys. Yeah. I actually feel really bad. My life is, is very much the same. The same? No yeah. way. Well, well. So, um, okay. So I work remote, just like you. So I'm always. She hates people. So. <laughs> yeah, she hates yeah, people. Yeah, people are terrible. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I, you know, I already already work remote. Um, I live on a five-acre farm, 
it, it, on a dirt road. So like I can go out and run all I want. There's nobody here. Um, wow. So I have the outside, you know, I have the horses and the dogs. And then because of the ca- the cafe is, is not closed. open. It's closed. Yeah. I mean, we did that before they, they even recommended doing that. Um, my husband's a nurse and he's like, no, this is, you don't do that. But when we built it, we built a takeout window. Cause uh, brilliant. Yes. Yeah. So we can do service through the takeout window. So what we do is we get up in the morning, take care of the dogs and then head over to the cafe. We've got cold brew and, and like everything I need is like there and, and we just stay there. Um, so I'm tempted to drive there just to try the nitro tea. Cause I want to try that. Nitro it's really tea. good. We have a Never special had that. blend. It's a special blend that our roaster did. And it's really, really good. Okay, but you know what, how about, yeah, go ahead. Frederick. Sorry. Uh, no, no, go ahead. Yeah, I was just about to ask, how is it for you guys? I mean, are you guys, is, has your daily routine changed to any extent? Brian, yours has, right? What? Yours has, Brian, right? You, you yeah, know. I mean, Routine. I used to I used to go, yeah, I, I'd only work remote like two days a week, um, generally. And I mean, the main thing that's annoying, going to be annoying more and more to me, I know it seems like a like a ridiculous thing, but my hair, I want to get my hair cut and I know I can do it myself, but it's not, it's not the same. I also, my beard, I, I usually go get my beard, like trim. Looks like you're letting yourself go. Yeah, I, I do. <laughs> I do. I'm becoming mountain man. And usually that only happens yeah, when yeah. I go in the mountains for like a couple of weeks. I'm sorry. Now, no, like, I'm yeah. of all the beards here. Yeah. The only mountain man beard I hear, I see is a res. Like he's yeah. the only yeah. one with a mountain man. You can't see see it very well on the camera then it because it's like very foofy. Plus, I like yeah, added it up. And come on, very mountain man, very mountain. You man. guys, both Brian and Freddie, your beard looks, you know, very. Thank you. Organized, you know. Yes. This is. I have hairs in my teeth, man. I mean, you know, <laughs> talking about a haircut, you know. Yeah, no, I'm, oh, it's I'm coming over my. It's like over my. Oh, it is. My lips now. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah, you look like a mess. <laughs> You know, uh, what I was going to ask up. is, what do you, well, it's true. <laughs> no, just I was going to ask is, you know, this is a, this is easy for people like uh, myself, Brian and, and, and Sarah that are um, introverts where we recharge. Yeah, where, 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 hold, hold on. Let me, yeah, let, me let me finish okay. the definition. Yeah, An okay. introvert is somebody that recharges when they're alone. I'm not saying they're shy or not outgoing. That's, that's, that's a misconception. Introverts recharge when they're by themselves. An extrovert recharges. Let me finish. Let me finish. (laughs) So an extrovert recharges when they're in a group of people. Mm -hmm. Now I imagine for extroverts, this is way harder for people. So how do, how do extroverts um, get through this? Uh, I don't know um, uh, if you're an extrovert or, or an introvert. Yeah, I would define myself as an extrovert, uh, but then the definition of an introvert is new to me. So, you know, I, I might be both. Uh, but no, I, I you know, I, yeah, <laughs> I think, uh, um, diff- so, you know, the, you know, you get used to anything. So I, somehow I got used to this uh, in a weird way, but I definitely miss, you know, meeting people and talking to people aside from like oh, my, my, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See, exactly. There's the introvert, but yeah, yeah. So you, well, you, you well, feel like you need to have that, um, that, that I, charge by being a group of people. 
Yes, absolutely. It's so weird because on Twitter, I'm so used to seeing people like when they're going to conferences or something, they're like, oh, I got to deal with all these people. It's going to be hard for me. But (laughs) uh, afterwards, I can go, I can go chill in the hotel room. And now I'm seeing the feed. Oh, I just, I, I just want to be surrounded by a crowd. I'm like, oh my god, it's <laughs> flipped upside down. It's so weird. Well, I, I would say this. Um, I have, uh, I bought the Oculus Rift um, a while ago, and so that's. Uh, I'm, I'm, Is there a crowd simulator? Uh, <laughs> no, it's a normal you, simulator. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good idea, by the way. Um, and so, uh, idea, yeah. yeah. So there's, uh, there's a game called Rec Room, and uh, Sarah, you would have loved that. Uh, and you, rec room. room, rec room, like R E C space room. Oh, I rec think you said room. raccoon, and I'm like, oh, raccoon. Yeah. Okay, yeah. all right. She I'm was ready. like, I have yeah. the raccoon game, but th- tell me about this. <laughs> okay, raccoon. <laughs> she might. <laughs> but it's, it's just uh, kind of a um, you you meet the people and you play stupid game with them, but just random people. And so and there's a lot of open space where people just gather and just. And some teenagers are harassing, you know, other teenagers. But but it's it's fine. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> that sounds awesome. I'd love to play that. That actually sounds really cool. <laughs> yeah. So so um, so so that's nice. I'm going back to the Oculus now. <laughs> uh, yeah, they need like a New York City like uh, sidewalk simulator for all the. Oculus. <laughs> <laughs> they need a game just called Everything's Fine. <laughs> Um, yeah, and plus I have a nice backyard. So San Francisco, you know, sunny California, it's sun out. I mean, it's not Florida, don't get me wrong. I mean, it's not, it's cold over here. I forget you guys, you guys get, you guys have the best weather. I no, think. we do not. What do you mean? Uh, and, and, and all, Native Floridians think that's so wrong because it's like hot, humid mosquitoes. Yeah. yeah, I would I would take that over cold any day of the week. I, I'm just I'm just that. a, that's true. No, that's true. That's hey, 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 guys, I I much rather the cold. No, so no, you, you just guys haven't been to the cold for a while. I, listen, I grew up in Tel Aviv, humid, hot. I miss that part of yeah. it. You know, it makes your skin well, like all dewy and plump. Like you go to somewhere cold and dry, and you age like twenty years. It's awful. Oh, no, sounds so nice. No. <laughs> No. <laughs> tell tell me it doesn't have um like the bug floor like likes environment, does it? But um no, what do you mean? Not, mosquitoes no mosquitoes like crazy. No. I don't think so. I mean there's mosquitoes, but not I am assuming you guys have it worse because you get it's like swamp you know, fog. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, we have no, bugs no, no. as big as your fist out there. No, yeah. well, okay. Yeah. Wow. They okay. feed the so alligators. No. Yeah. yeah, no, no alligators. <laughs> No we have alligators yet. walking around the block pretty much everywhere in Florida. Yeah. You could ride them. <laughs> no, we don't have that. I should definitely do that. We do have we do have Florida people bringing their, their little baby alligators into 7-Eleven, so. <laughs> that is a true story. Well, is it lightning round time? Yeah, I think lightning round time. Declaration by Sarah. Yeah. Official. <laughs> yeah, so what lightning round is, uh, is basically we each ask a question in turn, we're asking you, uh, uh, answer the question, and then we move on to another one. Sarah will perform brilliantly. Shut um, up. And F- Frederick will go first. Dang, I was going to ask Sarah to go first, because that would have been perfect. What's your no. favorite cartoon as a kid? Ooh, um, I, I'm, I'm conflicted. Can I take two? Yeah, of course. 
Okay, so uh, Heman, I have the power, uh, you know, uh, cast power grace club. club. Sure. And, and, and then and then and then Thundercats, uh, you know, Thunder Thunder Thundercats. We are perfectly yeah. aligned. Uh, oh, yes. Yeah. Sarah. Oh, why am I next? All right. Uh, <laughs> fuck! I never prepare questions for this. You should have. <laughs> uh, favorite band. That was lame. Sorry. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. Well, I, I'll just, I'll just say that, that recently I'm going to talk about the band that I like recently, and I'm playing yes. it a lot. So, you have you guys heard about the Decemberists? Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. Very yep. nice. Yep. Love them. What is an irrational fear that you have? Ooh, ooh, irrational fear. I have many fears, but not also. I don't want to die, but that's rational. Um, um, so, irrational fear. Yeah, you got me on that one, man. Oh, uh, um, I, you know, yeah. <laughs> he's, oh, is that difficult? He's, rational, he's rationalizing each one. You know, that's the problem. Uh, well, I, I can tell you that, um, you know, this is uh, maybe an irrational dislike, not a feel. Sure. But I, 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 I don't like big cups. I know that sounds silly. I know that, that sounds like silly. Coffee cups? No cups. cups. I just, I just, I just, I just. Yeah, listen, listen. I just don't like, uh, like you know. Yeah, don't give me a big cup. It's heavy. It's uncomfortable. I just give me small cups. I just, I just prefer small cups. Doesn't like make you angry when you see a big cup? So it's a clip for the show. (laughs) Go ahead, Frederick. (laughs) Oh. Hey, if you were not able to be around the computer for the rest of your life, what would you do professionally? Wow. Uh, fuck me. Uh, <laughs> I, <laughs> um, yeah, I, um, you know, I like people. So, you know, I guess something with people. Yeah, I, yeah, I like to teach. I guess I would go for that. Um, you know, teach something. I'm not sure what. What to say? Uh, World Cup 101. Okay. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Sarah? What's up? Sarah? Oh, it's my turn? Yep. Yeah, it's a lightning round. Yeah. Quick Wait, turn round. Right, right. I'm trying to go fast. Uh, okay. So if someone is, is traveling to Israel, um, what is a, a native dish or food that they absolutely have to try? Yeah, so I'm, you know, of course, I'm going to say a few. It's just very hard for me. That's fine. Uh, I'm going to go for the hummus, of course. I'm going to go for the shakshuka, of course. Yes. I think, you know, I could not find in the whole place, in the whole San Francisco, I did not find a good shakshuka. Um, um, and then, of course, my favorite, the old times, a good pita with falafel. Oh, you know, it's very basic. Um, I feel better. I got all of those, so whew, we're good. I miss the food. Oh, my God. All right, Brian. Okay, you're in it. You're in the circus. Would you rather be the person with their head inside the lion's mouth or get shot out of the cannon? Shot out of the cannon, man. Shoot me out of the cannon. (laughs) I hope it's a short, small can, not a big can. Never mind. (laughs) Erez, you come home. It's one o'clock in the morning. It is late. It is raining. Cats and dogs, figuratively and literally. You (laughs) get to the house. You open a door, you're just tired and want to get, get in your silk PJs that you just showed us that you're wearing. <laughs> you open a door and there's a ghost. What do you do? Hug it. <laughs> you know, I, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. 
See, they cheat. They ask Sarah? the same questions every single time. Yeah, that's good. That's no you know. boring. That's how you're prepared. Boring. It's being prepared. I'm just, I'm just stalling for time. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, easy, easy. Uh, God damn it! I had one, but you made me forget it because you made fun of me. Um, <laughs> I suck at this so much. Oh, I know. Um, after everything that you've gone through, good, bad whatever with in in the startup world would you ever want to start a new startup again and go through that 100 percent. okay uh yeah it's just it's just yeah no, the, the, and do you need a designer you... no i'm kidding uh, yeah. <laughs> can I, can I... it's another question <laughs> yeah go ahead yeah. Brian. go ahead <laughs> would you rather be able to copy and paste in real life or undo in real life oh fuck that's a good question uh undo it's a kind of a safety zone, but I'm going to go find it. Oh, that's good. Let me ask you, on a scale from 11 to 11.1, how good do you think this book is possibly by Sarah Veselov? 11.1. 11.1. 1. 11.1. That's a good point. Okay, I'm going to put this back in my bookshelf. Brian, you know what? Sarah? You're abusing that book. Abuse. Can I? I can't believe you. Yeah. How do you I'm, know I know this? Okay. Anyway. I mean, insulted you haven't given me one, you know? This is, oh, you should whatever. feel that way. I would feel insulted too. I feel that Sarah, way. Sarah, your question? Stalling now. Uh, yeah, no, I might, I might be stalling. Uh, oh, for fuck's sake, why do we do this? Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't want to ask the same canned questions. I just hate, like, preparing all this crap. Right, because uh, you could have asked a question by now. No, I see your point. You know what? Fuck you. Okay, so... Uh, uh, I don't know if you're allowed back in San Francisco. Oh my god! god <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're really messing me up. Uh, oh my god, favorite color? That's all I can come up with. Yeah, <laughs> all that strange. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go for light blue. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What's the last injury that you had that required you to see a doctor? Oh wow. Uh, I don't recall any such injury. Yeah, I think. I don't recall any I don't. I did not have any in like in like I was sick. So a doctor, yeah. but not. Yeah, no, none. You're knocking wood now, man. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I got I got some injuries. I got some. In oh, oh. Um, I had. Well, this was like when I was five, man. I had a hernia. I had to have an surgery. Oh, yeah. oh five. Oh, jeez. Yeah, no, I think I, I had a, uh, I, I was a kid, I lifted my neighbor, and anyway. Oh, I didn't know that could happen as five. He was a, he I'll was make a sure strong I, man in the circus when he was five. <laughs> make sure I keep an eye on my kid who's five. Uh, what is your favorite thing about yourself, honestly? Um, it's a good question. I think, uh, you know, a part of the extrovert, you know, people type of, um, um, Thing I'm not sure how to verbally say that, but that's that's what I like. I like I get along with people very very good usually. You know I get along with yes. Sarah, so that's that's a I testament. Mean, seriously, that wow, is. that is difficult. Wow, good for you. You must be yeah. a saint. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. So. so I have I have a question all prepared. What is your earliest memory? Um, I think I was actually in the U, uh, in the U.S. Uh, my my grandmother was living in um, in. Uh, um, Long Island, um, and they had this driveway to the house, uh, and I uh, had this kind of baby-ish, not baby, but like a kid's car, and I, I went down, and I, I 
smashed into the one of the cars. That's it. That's <laughs> I, I, I was like a baby, like two, maybe three or four years old, something like that. So I remember that vividly. Nice. What? But, uh, what's Oh, it's your turn. What's Brian's yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Brian's what's, the, what's one pet peeve of yours that you wish that you could get rid of because it hampers your enjoyment of life? Oh, wow. Probably when uh, I get too upset on my kids, when they, when my, my older kid, when he upsets me, I, I just, too much. Uh, but that's because that's, yeah, that, that could be depressing, but that's it. That's what they do. That's their job is to push the button. Yeah, no, but that's, that's it. They, you know, I want to avoid it. I don't want my button to be pushed by a five-year-old. <laughs> what podcast are you listening to that you're finding the most value out of right now? So there's a podcast by, there's a company, actually an Israeli company uh, called uh, Monday.com. They, they, um, mm. they do a product like uh, kind of a Jira task management type of product. And so the founders have um, uh, a podcast in Hebrew, I forget the name, uh, but they, it's like the founders and they talk about, you know, growth and, you know, running a company and, and I still find that stuff interesting. So that is the most boring podcast ever. No, actually, no, no, it sounds really interesting. Actually, I'm kidding. You know, Sarah can say whatever she wants. That's true. I can. Yep. Mm-hmm. I mean, she he can. said he wants to be a CEO again, so he's prepping. He's getting ready. Nice. <laughs> um, I think this might be our last question, maybe. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Last like, and then like one more. Okay. Okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah, you two right. go. Brian, and has, then we'll Brian get to has one more. So. Um, if you could only live one place in the world and never ever move again, where would it be? Well, you're stuck. Like you cannot leave. I mean, he's in San Francisco. So. It doesn't mean he wants to live there. But maybe <laughs> yeah, I no, I you know I would I would say I would say is uh, just because you know friends and family and you know it's a good place. It's not it a bad a place. place. Yeah, so so I, I would say that. Go um, Brian. What what fact amazes you every time you think about it? viruses man like you know you know i'm 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 blown away it's not it's not even alive it's just a piece of dna or rna and the you know like why did you know evolution create that i don't you know it's just it's a piece of nothing and it's just multiple that the whole mission is to multiply i mean yeah it blows my mind and black holes but that's the story that's sweet wow frederick well, we're getting out to the end of the show. So uh, first off, what's the best way people could find out more about you, get a hold of you? Twitter handle, yeah. website, whatnot. Yeah, I think, I think uh, uh, probably Twitter, but I, I'm not that active. <laughs> so handle? Uh, on Twitter handle? ever. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Maybe, yeah, I, fuck, I don't remember. Um, but I, yeah, I think you had... I, <laughs> I see retweets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, some you know random stuff. Um, yeah, I guess maybe LinkedIn. <laughs> yeah. He's not on LinkedIn either. I, you know, <laughs> yeah, I'm, so, 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 he's on LinkedIn. Not? What's your what's your Twitter Twitter handle for the audio listeners? Yeah, I I can tell you. Give me give me one second. But, uh, but I would say this. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, no, no, no. I I, I need to check. But I, I would say this as as an <laughs> as an extrovert, I find it more difficult to communicate online than in person. So just, just yeah. putting That makes sense. There. No, yeah, that's, no totally that's totally fair. But hey, you, you don't have to say it. it's fine. Let me ask you the last big question here is, do you have any final words of wisdom for the audience? Anything you'd like to say? 
um, I don't know, wash your hands. Um, um, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, no, that, that, that's pretty much it. I, I would say that, uh, yeah, just uh, on the entrepreneurship, uh, and yeah, being an entrepreneur side, I think that's very hard, but super, super fulfilling. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, if you want to do something, just, just do it. I know it sounds like cliche and all of that shit, but uh, and on my end, every, you know, every step of the way, although it was super difficult, but that's just, you know, keeping it real and, you know, living the life, you know, and that's what I would, that's what I uh, hope for myself, uh, but that's what I suggest anybody else do. Nice. Yeah. Not everybody does awesome. that. So great advice. Anybody else got anything? Uh, just thank you for joining us tonight and, you know, spending a little bit of your evening with us. No, and thank you guys. This was very fun and I loved, loved the conversation. Yeah. Sarah, you yeah, got anything? I, just that I, I was so excited about, about uh, getting to razz you for a whole hour. So thank you. This is great. Yeah. <laughs> and I look forward to the next time I'm in San Francisco and we go get yeah. our drinks. Yeah. But that's going to take some time. Yeah, so, yeah. it's going to be a while. It's going to be a while. <laughs> we'll, we'll get there. Thank you so much, Eris. And uh, thank you, everybody, for watching. Really appreciate it. Take care. We'll see you soon. Thanks for consuming the Thunder Nerds. We honestly and sincerely appreciate you watching and or listening to the show. Please subscribe on YouTube and iTunes. Write us review. Keep a few stars our way. And above all else, please remember to send your favorite book suggestions to Brian Hinton. I, I like romance novels. They have happy endings. Oh man, I am rude. I am, I am rude. <laughs> oh, I guess no one's watching me. That's shocking. <laughs> exactly. I love Frederick. I love Frederick. I love Frederick. I love Frederick. I should have known the Terrator didn't mean us any harm when the Sword of Omens didn't obey me. And anyway, it was just plain stupid to assume it might be bad. Just what the <laughs> fuck am I talking about?